baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Don. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is concerning because here's here's the deal. On one hand, I'm going to say this. When people are down the shore, people who mm-hmm. might normally not really call themselves <clears throat> environmental activists, right? But when right. But there's something about the Jersey Shore for, for our region and, I, and I'll be honest, when we go over the bridge, like to Ocean City, when we go down the shore, I still get those butterflies in my, mm. in my stomach. You know, I love mm. it. There is something that is so cherished and, and sacred about mm. heading to the Jersey Shore, whether you live on the Pennsylvania side, Delaware, New Jersey, just on the East Coast here. All of the memories from, mm-hmm. from your life, from your childhood, you think of people, I think of, you know, my mom, who's now in heaven, you know, and, th- and that's... So there's something very sacred about it. And I think for people who might not normally um, pay attention as much to so-called, you know, environmental issues or even call themselves environmental advocates, the more we learn about this. And I, I and Cindy, I know people who were there when the dolphins, for example, uh, mm. came ashore in Seattle City. And mm. people who were like, oh, the turbines, it's good to have clean energy. It's good for the job. When they saw those dolphins come ashore, they're saying, oh, my goodness. Here are these beautiful mm. creatures that we've enjoyed mm. watching for people who've been, you know, born and raised, and they're saying, "Wait a minute! How can it be that these these brilliant, beautiful creatures who love the ocean, who survive in the ocean, would want to get out of the water?" That's how so something's happening here, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that the, the the positive piece that I'll take from this: people are paying attention, and maybe it's the first time in their lives right. they've paid attention. Right, right. Well, I think we, you know, I think you're absolutely right, Don. There's something about when you head to the Jersey Shore, it just, you take that deep cleansing breath and you just relax, you know, you're just, you know, you're, you're going to be somewhere that is just, you know, stunningly beautiful, rich with life, um, life sustaining. Um, you know, there is that O3, that O3 oxygen that yes. is kicked up out of the waves and it's just the serenity the beauty um and not to mention that life did evolve from the sea so there's a dna connection there so that's it's not surprising so many people have just grand grand uh, memories and you said is is it's sacred for many many people um and i think that's um there's a lot to that and um that's you know what we all hold so dear and we, we worked hard uh, to clean it up. I mean, there were days, you know, back in the old days, right? We had a lot of problems and people said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to treat the ocean as a, as a trash bin or as a, as a sewer anymore. And, and that life has come back. And that's the beauty of, of the ocean is that it, it did come back. Um, 
but you know what we're doing now with this industrialization is just massive and and in such a short time and so um expansive that you know we have to take a pause and say where's the pilot study that said this is okay mm-hmm. and where where were the public meetings and the public dialogue that you know evaluated these proposals that you know gave us uh, an understanding of what was happening it's it's all far too much and far too fast and this the the work i think um has that the government has done has been done with green colored glasses. They, they, they aren't really, they're giving offshore wind a pass on many of the things that would never get a pass on land. And so with the news within, since last Thursday, when we learned that these two major offshore wind power projects are saying that they're moving forward in New Jersey, and we, I had reported that the owners, and I think we had talked about this last time, the owners of one project uh, have agreed to bring the federal government in on their environmental monitoring plans. That was in the planning stages. It looks like now they're saying, yes, we'll bring in the feds for environmental monitoring. They're trying to appease all the people down the shore and including you, Cindy Ziff, uh, <laughs> to say, okay, okay, you want some environmental monitoring? Well, here you go. We're going to, we're going to agree to bring in some more of that monitoring. Does that appease you, and do you think that's uh, do you think that that's real? And are you happy with that? What's your reaction? Yeah, no, I think well, monitoring is is you know always um, something that you know should be done, but you know it shouldn't be done on the industry's terms. Um, you know there should be a very you know robust and and strict and required. Um, government-led uh, restrictions on, you know, what can and can't be done. I mean, what one of our problems is is that there's very few guardrails, uh, you know, to know when to stop the activity, uh, when to, you know, when it's when is too much, too much, you know, and h- how are they going to measure that? Because they never did a pilot study. So how are they going to create systems in which they're going to be monitoring to ensure protection of of marine life? Um, and and I think, quick, you know, real yeah, quick here, Cindy, because, you know, I, and I'm looking at, you know, some of the reporting on it. And so, for example, they were quoting federal regulators who were and, and I'm looking at ABC, CBS. I'm looking at the different networks as they're talking about this, whether it's locally or on a national level. And they were quoting federal regulators as saying that they uh, are not expected, these projects are not expected to kill or seriously injure marine, hmm. marine life. In truth, that's, that's a little misleading because in their own study, and I just want to get you to talk about this a little bit, in their own study, they expected and even allowed for so many kills if you will, mm-hmm. right during mm-hmm. the during this Absolutely. process. Yeah, well, yeah, and some and the studies that have been done show that, for example, studies that were done for um, the offshore wind projects up in Massachusetts, which are a little bit ahead of the ones down here, you know, showed that you know during pile driving, certain fish with swim bladders, the swim bladders can explode, and you can cause fish kills. Um, for a, you know, because of the concussion of those pile driving, so it's not just even the 
the whales, which, yes, they, they readily admit that there's, you know, going to be harm by the issuance of the, in, the incidental harassment authorizations. Um, and, again, you know, so we, we know these things to be true. There's also something called substations, which is these once-through cooling systems that are needed for, the power, for these power plants that are going to suck in, you know, billions of gallons of seawater over, over a year and, and kill, gosh, you know, trillions of fish eggs and larvae and anything else that's living in that seawater that's poured through the substation. So there's going to be a lot of ecological harm, a lot of deaths. Um, you know, whether or not the federal governments or anybody determines whether it's significant or not is, is you know, the one of the, the things that the government is going to have to um, figure out, but which should have done, been, been done in advance in a pilot study so that we could know the, the potential impact and evaluate it rather than just go ahead and go full scale, full on and, and try to figure it out um, in a way that is probably not uh, manageable because these areas are so huge rather than having a pilot study where it's a more manageable area and you can determine the ecological harm. These areas are massive. They're, you know, hundreds of thousands of acres. So, um, you know, it's going to be very difficult to monitor marine life in, in that kind of space. So as far as NOAA, I, I know that they've fairly recently released that letter of authorization for Denmark-based Orsted's Ocean Wind Wind One project that affects uh, South Jersey, and mm-hmm. so in that one, and I called it kills. It's the word take, right? That they right. allow a take, which refers to harassment, injury, or death of animals. That's the take, but that's the just that one project. That's the ninety-eight turbines over what fifteen miles right off the coast of Ocean City and Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and and so when you see Noah moving forward with this. And and sending that letter, but saying that they're requiring now Orsted to take a number of steps to avoid any har- any harm, and then you look at how many whales are we talking about um, that have died seventy, which the media, you know, it's unfortunate that this becomes political or mm-hmm. controversial. I just wish they would just report the numbers and tell us what's going on here. But in, mm. in your lifetime, as somebody who's watched this, have you ever seen this many 70-plus whales, for example, since December um, dying? No, absolutely not. And I know that the government likes to pin it on something called, a, you know, an unusual mortality event. But, you know, the, the, the cause of that um, unusual mortality event is, is what the government says is fish strikes and, and fishing gear. Well, in our region here, not one of the whales or the dolphins had any kind of evidence of fishing gear as being the cause. And number two, as far as the fishing, as far as the vessels are concerned, the large vessels, the shipping vessels between that major spike we had in the winter, the shipping traffic was actually down between 15 and 20 percent, according to the Port Authority records. However, the only kind of shipping that had actually increased was the vessels, the survey vessels, going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, and there were, you know, over 11, uh, 11 companies out there with, with permits to do the same. So, you know, it's a little, it's a little, it's, it's complicated perhaps, but, um, you know, 
the the government, um, you know, is just saying that there's no evidence that had anything to do with the survey um, activities, the sonar and the survey activities. But, you know, they don't have any evidence that they've provided to prove that. And um, when if you do want to look at vessel strikes and vessel activities, the the greatest increase is coming from the offshore wind industry. And then that's just only beginning. I mean, I can't tell you there's going to be thousands and thousands of ship trips to build these uh, turbines going back and forth and around Cape May and up the coast. And, you know, um, there's just going to be a lot more activity. So with more vessel activity Mm -hmm. from the offshore wind construction, one can pretty much deduce that there's going to be potentially more whale deaths because there's going to be more vessels. The more vessels you put out there, um, the more potential deaths or an injury you may have. And just remember that only about, well, not only, but about 40% of the animals that have been washed up had evidence of vessel strikes. The other percentages were not sure what the cause of death was. And we may never know, we'll probably never know. And and that goes to this question of the, the, because these are creatures, the dolphins, the whales that use sonar, and they we were all told and at the news conferences and so on that they they had to remain within a certain decibel level not to impact the sonar mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. was another study an independent company that's an acoustics uh, acoustics uh acoustics if i can say it a uh, company <laughs> <laughs> that had said that in fact ironically i'm you know acoustics the sound company right uh, you know and experts in this field who said that in fact maybe they were they were exceeding the approved decibel levels do you have any information or updates on that or any concerns after that independent study yeah um just that you know i think it it begs question of what kind of monitoring is the federal government due to, to um, prove that the companies, that the, the licenses they give, the permits that they give are actually complied with. I mean, I think if the, um, the, the release of that report does raise uh, questions about where is the enforcement and monitoring on the, on the part of the government to make sure that any permits that are issued do follow the restrictions and the and the guidelines that that they that they offer, mm-hmm. and I think it doesn't bode well for all these additional promises of monitoring and oversight for the larger scale if you know they haven't really done the job, um, you know mm-hmm. at the, at this level, you know how are they going to jo- do the job when it's when the job is much much larger on a bigger scale, and then there's not just the projects down off of South Jersey, but there's projects, you know, up the coast and beyond the coast and off, you know, there's just so many projects. How are they going to make sure that they're they're doing all this due diligence? Um, they didn't do the due diligence at the beginning, and that's why, you know, uh, Clean Ocean Action is very proud of, of New Jersey's uh, Congressman Chris Smith that got the, led the effort to get the uh, Government Accountability Office to do a, a good, uh, fair, and, and uh, independent cost-benefit analysis, um, you know, um, that should, you know, we should be waiting, you know, good due diligence would be for them to see what the, that government agency has to say about um, better managing this activity. You know, this has become a political hot potato, and, and these mm-hmm. kinds of energy issues in the past as well. 
how do we take this? You know, I always think to myself, how do we, how do we go toward a solution, right? Because at the end of the day, I'll be honest, I often feel like career politicians get rich somehow on both sides of the aisle. They fundraise off of the biggest, most incendiary issues that exist. And I think to myself, how do we solve these issues? And one of the issues is to create laws that make transparency the law, no matter what it is, to make government transparency in these kinds of issues. For example, a time-lapse camera that's live somewhere on a website that you can put it in and you can watch that that construction under the ocean floor or uh, or above the ocean water, etc. I mean, moving, how do we solve this issue? Right. Sunlight, right? Yeah. Sunlight. Solar, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, no, no. Well, that no, too, no, that too. But I mean, <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's well, it's a win-win, right? Um, both ways, yeah, both ways. Uh, the sun is putting sunlight on on something is is definitely um, you know what needs to be done. Which is why, again, you know, why not a pilot? What you know, why was it? If this is so wonderful. You know, why didn't they, they prove it by, you know, conducting a fair and open and transparent and clear cut pilot project so that we can understand what, what, what potential harms could be and then we could come up with methodologies to reduce them. You know, there is not just, not only is there not a pilot, but there's full scale project after full scale project and these all have cumulative effects. Imagine if you're, you know, if you're a whale with a new, you know, a, um, mom whale with a calf and you're trying to make that migration that you've made for eons of time, um, you know, over generations of whales, you, pl- you know, swim from, you know, the Gulf of Maine down to, you know, the Gulf of Mexico. And, you know, all of a sudden there's this racket from one end to the other. You can't get away from it. You know, you can lose your, lose your kid. You can lose your, um, you know the, the the calf gets lost. Mm-hmm. The calf doesn't nurse. Um, you, the the um, the mom searches can't search for food because it's the food has been scattered away by the noise. They need to move further away from the noise. They're swimming more. They're er- using more energy. Um, it's an obstacle course, a navigation nightmare. It's like a, trying to run through a pinball um, mm-hmm. game. Um, for for a thousand miles, it's you know these cumulative effects ha- have not even been considered. So you know it it really um, I don't feel that the government had the due diligence, the science, um, the certainly the transparency and the and the public input to you know make sure that this whole initiative was going to be environmentally and um, publicly sensible, um, which is you know. Not to say that there there couldn't be a benefit from some offshore wind power, but you know the scale, scope, and speed is is just reckless and unacceptable. And you know um, uh, the the money that they're now throwing at the at the um, issue. You know, yesterday uh, the Biden administration announced about eighty two million dollars mm-hmm. to study um, where the whales are going, what they're doing. Maybe put some tracking devices on on them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know that's that's kind of um, a little l- late, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all it's welcome, but it's it's a bit late. And you know, where are the real actions that you know to 
They had uh, proposed actions to slow shipping traffic. They had proposed a five-year study to try to pr protect the North Atlantic right whale more. But rather than initiate those plans, um, you know, they're just going to do more study. And, you know, I don't study study the demise, study the, the yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. And what it, about Delaware? You've, you've given a statement as well as because the news now – and I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but Delaware has, they're considering offshore wind with, you know, 100,000 acres off the state's coast. And I, mm. I know that that was part of your, you know, your statement, the Clean Ocean Action had, you know, put out that word. But what about the projects coming off the Delaware coast? Yeah, well, there's already a couple, right? And that they're, and they're proposing more. And that's what, you know, makes, uh, you know, this so alarming is not only do we not know all the ecological and environmental concerns, but now we also have the economic concerns as well. And whether or not these companies are going to have the, the financial wherewithal to actually do yes. what they say they're going to do and, and, you know, what happens if they run out of money or, um, the government, our government doesn't, meet their, you know, bullying tactics of giving them even more of our taxpayer dollars, um, you know, more, more, more at this time when we can't even understand and comprehend and address what we have. I think it's just, yeah. again, the greed factor is getting, you know, is going over the, over the top, beyond over the top. Yeah, this is true. Cindy Ziff, until next time, thank you so much for, <laughs> for updating us. Thank you so much, Dawn, for staying on top of the Absolutely. issue and informing informing your listeners. And, you know, the most important thing is for your listeners to become voices of the sea as well and start asking questions of their elected officials. And, you know, every state of New Jersey representative is up for um, re-election. Um, so there's, you know, folks that want to keep their jobs. There's yeah. folks that want their jobs. You know, there's a lot of places for people to start asking questions and, and hold elected officials accountable. Yeah. Well, that's, they were supposed to work for us. So That's exactly uh, <laughs> right. Have been, do not be shy. Do not be shy. They work for you. Yes. Be loud. <laughs> Cindy Ziff, a loud voice for the ocean, longtime advocate. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dawn. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 